Yup, we got Ed Robinson live on the line. Yes, sir. Well, go ahead. Well, Everything go good. Ahead. Welcome to Link Up Mondays. Well, it's a pleasure having you on our station. Give thanks, Bridget. Give thanks. Give thanks. I mean, over the years, you have done some serious work. <laughs> and, and as they say, you're not uh, what they call you're not a young yam. <laughs> I like that. I like that. A young yam. <laughs> Are you still putting him some work? Yes, my brother. You know how it is, man. You know. Right. Just a bit, home fans. Ed Robinson have done some tremendous work over the years. He's worked with some of the great people, including our Dennis Brown, Richie Stevens, and Bojo Banton. He has done a lot. He's contributed a lot to the art form. Um, they, they call me pretty old, and I've been here, but Ed Robinson for them was a, um, a kid growing up. Ed Robinson, I wouldn't disclose her age. We will see that for another time. <laughs> I've been in this game for like 46 years, Bridget. I've been doing this for, you know, like days away from from my 68th birthday. I've been doing this since I was like 14 years old, Bridget. You know, so put it this way. My career spawned 46 years in this business. So you don't actually have a career. That's your life, your lifestyle. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I need to say. My life, <laughs> not not a career, you know. <laughs> how does Ed Robinson manage to get? Do you have a, a lot of people write a lot of songs? I mean, one or two be hits. Mm-hmm. But how does Ed Robinson get every song to be a hit? Well, not every song is a hit, but I mean, you know, I mean, you know, we just, I just, I don't do songs and expect them to be popular amongst a certain crowd or not popular amongst a certain crowd. I just go in the studio, my virgin, and, you know, I just I just record, you know? You know, I don't really care. Not that I don't care, don't get me wrong now. Not that I don't care that it's, it's not a hit, but if it's a hit, it's gonna be a hit to the people, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not like you, you go in the studio and say, all right, I have to make this song a hit because you and I know how a song become a hit. It's not that you go in the studio and do, the greatest record or the greatest song, you know, or the most popular song. No, you know, it's, it's promotion. It's the PR that make a song a hit, you know what I mean? You have over 10 albums, 10 albums. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that's a lot of work. Well, I've been working, my virgin, trust me, I've been working. I, you know, that's my thing. I put in the work, my king, you know, and I, I, at the end of the day, I depend on people like yourself, you know, to 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 get the work out to the people. And the people, put it this way, my bridge, you know, I've been, I've been supported by the people, to be honest with you. I've been supported by the people, you know, and I stay out of, part of it too, I stay out of the melee, I stay out of the mix-up and the, and the, you know, the internet craze, because you have to remember, so people like me is from the era where there was no internet, because, you know, internet just came in like a few days ago, you know, the, the YouTube and the, and the WhatsApp and all those things, you know, they're, they're, it's a baby, it's a baby thing right now, you know, so I don't really spend most of my time on the Facebook you know, clashes and quarreling and arguing and the and the YouTube, the YouTube fights. You know, I don't I don't really deal with that kind of stuff. You know, I just put out music. If you see anything on the YouTube about me, it's about my music or an interview or something. You know what I mean? I don't really spend time with that or waste my time arguing with people on YouTube and say who better and who could and who's still doing it and who is relevant. I don't have the time for that. That's it. <laughs> How do you always manage to remain relevant with your music? 
Um, it's not it's not something that I pay attention to, to be honest with you. I I do the work, I hand it over to you know, because I have a great management team and they're the ones who do the public thing and the PR thing and you know, they're the ones who make that make that possible, you know, the relevance possible. I honestly don't pay attention to it, my brother. I just, my thing is, I spend time in the studio making the material, and the minute I get called for a stage show, a tour, a gig, whatever it is, you know, that's when I go up and perform and I do my thing. So my thing is, from the studio, seeing, to the, the, the stage, you know, or the videos or whatever. That's my thing. I don't really spend time with the, you know, trying to be relevant and all of that and all of that stuff. That is where, you know, great management, great PR, you know, and, and, and those things comes in my brethren. You know, that's that's where that's where the head is, you know what I mean? You you're hit knocking on heaven's door. Mm-hmm. Did you just sing like you said, did you just sing you just put it out there? Or you know it was gonna be hit? <laughs> yes, I did. As a matter of fact, I'll be honest with you. I did not like that song when I just did it. I hate the record brethren. You know, because you have to remember now, I did this song 1989, see? And the record came out in 91 and was not hit until 93, 94. Somewhere there, just the record become a hit. So this is the record that's been out there, you know, and doing this thing. And when this record was released, brethren, this record was released in an era where it was just that it was the beginning and the birth of ragamuffin dancehall. So nobody was listening to this kind of record, you know, so nobody was listening to the kind of knocking on heaven door record. And this record just creep up and start knocking off um, dancehall songs off of the charts back in the days, you know what I'm saying? So this it was a breath of fresh air when it came in and to know that I didn't because I wanted to put out I wanted to be amongst the the dancehall acts you know I wanted to be amongst the the people who were singing dancehall music you know and the the, the, the virgin who who was handling the record at Tough Gang was like nah we're putting out this record and this record going to be a hit so there he's the one responsible for it big up Mr. Royal Thompson for this one yeah. you know so we have, to, we have to say big respect to the office, you know what I'm saying? The man them who in at the office and who do the paperwork and all of those kind of people. We have to big up those people, you know what I mean? So what was it like dabbling other genres of music other than reggae? I mean, you involved in rock, soul, hip-hop, and R&B. Yeah. Me dabbling in those records, in those um that genre, those genres, was just a matter of experience because I grew up, you have to remember now, I grew up as a musician, as a drummer, you know what I mean? As a as a as a bass player. I grew up around around music and I was working in bands in the in what, you, what we'd call in Jamaica hotel bands. Most people call them top forty bands, you know? I I I grew up around that kind of stuff. So in when you work in the hotel scenes, you have to play the Van Halen, you have to play the Prince, you have to play the Michael Jacksons. You know, you have to play the Curtis Blow, the hip hop, hip hop, you know, them kind of stuff. You have to play all of those music for the tourists. You know what I mean? So my from from my experience, I learned to play those songs and I learned the genre. And then eventually, you know, when you when I start traveling and I get the opportunity to work with a with a hip hop, you know, artist or I get to work with a rock artist or I get to work with, you know, the R&B artists. 
you know, you know, it it was cool because I already know, you know, I already know the techniques of working with a with an R and B artist as a musician, as a singer, you know, as a drummer, you know. So those genres was just part of the journey, my brother. You know what I'm saying? When is the best time? Does Ed Robinson write his music in the morning when he gets up? At night when he just oh, vibes in art. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, it, it was that's a good question. It's something that I never really think about. My my time when I really go in the studio and do anything is, you know, I have a vibe, I have an opportunity, I have a it's a space because somebody can call me right now. Let's say, for example, somebody call me right, right, right now after I finish doing the, the interview with you. I get a call and say, yo, Ed, where are you? Um, can you come to the studio right now? I was like, all right, cool. Give me an hour. Boom, I get to the studio. From now until two hours ago, it's 10 o'clock. I am going in and I'm going to do my work. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, it's not me going to say, I'm going to say to the person, no, I can't do it now because I only write good in the mornings. You know what I mean? Or I only write good after midnight, you know? So it's, it's an anytime thing, my brother. Anytime the opportunity comes up, because th- that's what I am. I consider myself a musician. You know, it's like you consider yourself a farmer. If you get to your, if you get to your field at ten o'clock at night and you feel like planting some peas, you're gonna plant the peas. You know what I mean? You know, so that's basically how I work, my brother. You know, anytime thing. Um, you also wear the music producer's hat as well. What was the transition mm-hmm. like? Uh, I know it said that most, most the best or the best music producers are actually artists or DJs. So you just right was it tra- you just transition into that or that was something you wanted to do as well along with the, the singing? It, I think I transitioned into it by by from experience working with other producers. You know, there's a producer out of Jamaica where that I learned a lot of his technique as far as producing a record. A virgin named Mikey Bennett from Home T4. I don't know if you remember that group. Yeah, Home T4, I remember them. Remember those guys. Yeah, man. So my call them pirate. That virgin, see? He's one of the greatest songwriters. He's one of the greatest producer I know and ever work with. And that's who, every time I have the opportunity to produce a record, I, I revert right back to my Mikey Bennett mode, you know? Cause I remember how he used to guide me. I remember how he used to, you know, beat me over the head. I remember how he used to, you know, hold my hand. I remember how he, like, if you're singing a love song, sing a love song, get in that mode. If you're singing a rude boy song, Get in the rude boy mode. Take everything that you learn from the streets and bring it to the studio. You know what I mean? If you're singing a song about your girl and how you love your girl and make love to your girl, take everything from the bedroom and bring it to the studio. You know what I mean? So I learned that that technique that we are producing and I just bring it to other artists. You know what I'm saying? And even, even with the writing also. That's basically what I do. You know, so I learn. I learn it. I get it from experience, my brethren. I get it from... You know, working with other people. I get it from watching other people. You know, I work in the studio with the likes of, you know, Howie T, Snoop Dogg, all them man when it comes to hip hop genre. And that's where I get my, you know, the, 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 the little thing to, from to produce, you know, hip hop records and all that stuff. You know, that's where I really get it from. You've been in business for over over 30 years. Mm-hmm. What, what was the hardest thing for you? What was the most challenging time for you? Ah, I don't know if there was a challenging time. I know there were challenging situations. 
you know um i think my my most my most challenging situation in this business is 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 dealing with people relating to people related to record companies you know that's that's a challenge in itself you know dealing with record company coming to an agreement with record company in terms of you know how you want a record to sound how you want what you want to sing about on their label what what they're going to put you out as because you know how record company manipulate the minds and the thought process of most of these artists you know they they have their way how they do things and sometimes it's either their way or the highway you know what i'm saying so that's that's the, the most challenging time for me as an artist or as a producer is dealing with record companies or dealing with you know with labels per se you know it's it's, it's just basically part of the business that you can't really deal because the industry have their way of dealing doing things you know you know and sometimes you know i i consider it the american way because we're not used to record companies in jamaica so we never had to deal with that in jamaica jamaica is all about the music business in america is all about the music industry you know it's an industry thing in america so that's that's my most challenge that challenging time dealing with the industry because they have their way how they deal with things and sometimes i really can't relate to it i'm not going to take part in it put it that way uh, you spoke about your management team did you just choose a management team or these are people that usually be around you that knows ed robinson um i think it's both ways i i choose that management um, team i choose that person to be my my personal manager and my business manager too you know that's 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 my that's one of my choice but i think they choose me first they come up me first you know and i made up my mind to choose to, to 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 work with them because i've seen how they work with other people before you know i've seen how they how they have dealt with the business i've heard them and i've dealt with them through other artists before you know and I, I really do respect the way they work you know what i mean so i think it's a is a is a is a two-way street you know i chose to work with them they choose to work with me you know and it's been a great 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 vibe so far bridger you know what i mean so if you if you if you wanted to give advice to the younger artists about choosing management mm-hmm. what what guidelines would you give them for choosing uh professional management such as yours Research. Do your research on the crew, the team, the individual that you're that you're working with, and pick the sense from the nonsense. Because remember this now: everybody have their own shortcomings. Everybody have is gonna have a reputation in the streets, and not everybody is gonna tell you that this person is the greatest. Some people is gonna have bad things to say about them. When a person tell you bad things about another person. Try and find out why them why them have that 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 sour grape. You know, why they experience that sour grape. What was the situation? You know what I mean? So because sometimes, you know, one man garbage is another man treasure. You understand me? Sometimes me and you me and a person who cannot get along and I might have the worst thing to say about them, right? Me and a person cannot see eye to eye and I have and I have the worst thing to say about them. Them have the worst things to say about me. But them start working with Rick James, them start working with Michael Jackson, and they make the greatest team in life. 
you know so it's not everybody that work for me might work for you you have to make that decision because sometimes everything in life is a gamble right sometimes we win sometimes we lose you know so it's not like the person that used to manage me before or used to take care of my business before it's not that they're bad people you know it's just that you and them cannot work together but guess what they're working with other people and they're great you know what i mean so do your research on the person that you're working with you know and then you know put the put the pieces back to, all together and then see what what they can do for you you know and you have to do the work too you know it's not just management you know you have to play your part it's a it's a team of bridging it's a team you know it's like it's like when you're watching a soccer game you have the forward you have the link you have the defense and you have the goalie you know now sometimes your manager is a goalie you know and you is the forward so you have to make sure say you play your part so the, so, so so there's no there's no ball that can penetrate your goalkeeper you know what i mean it's true because some artists just sing and put just sing and sit on the tunes they don't do extra yeah. marketing they just depend on the, the pr for it right you have to be there that means when your management call you and say listen we have a we have a pr stunt today we have to appear at a record store or we have to appear at a club and whether or not money involved from your management call you and say you have to run up on stage and sing two songs and the people know who you are you have to be visible you have to do this um this live today you have to do this um what you call it now this this little facebook thing that you're gonna have to promote this record today and blah 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 you're available and willing to do it even though sometimes you're not in the mood or sometimes you don't feel like you you know you, you don't feel like doing it you have to just push yourself and just get up and go like all right you're cool i'm ready you know you have to be ready at all times you know what i mean that's basically what this is about my brother. you have to be ready because guess what you are part of that team you know you are the forward so once the goal went to the court said yo there's a match today you're ready to go play you're ready to, to win the game you know you can't go out there thinking that all right we just want to play but we, we, you know we're gonna lose today no every game you play you have to play it at your best my brother. you know because this is a team it's a team sport you know music business is a team sport as an artist you don't have to be a group as an artist you still you have your team you have your you have your band you have your backup singers you have your manager you have your you have your road manager you know what i mean you have your bodyguard if you're not working with your bodyguard and your bodyguard is not working with you somebody gonna get hurt <laughs> you know what i mean it's so true yeah man somebody gonna get hurt Reggie, because your bodyguard is not there when you're ready for going to the streets and go do some shopping they're going to the mall or going wherever you want to go and your bodyguard is not there and you decide say all right make him go and sleep i'm gonna make my move by myself chances are that's the day when the adversary just waiting on you to rob you hurt you shoot you kill you whatever them going do but they know them have the opportunity because you have no bodyguard you have no defense um, I've, been, I've been fortunate to see you perform. Uh, we shared the same stage in, I think it was 20, 2011, Dreamcastle. Uh, oh, hell right. yeah, I remember that. Right, we shared the same Wiki. stage. I was the DJ. Okay, Wicked Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I remember that show. I remember that show well, well right now. How do you manage to keep your performance at that level over years? By loving, by loving what you do, Virgin. By loving what you do. By being, you have to be inspired at all time, big brother. You have to be. It's like, 
if you don't love what you do, you're going to have an off night. I mean, we all have off nights, don't get me wrong, but guess what? The crowd, the people who pay to come in to see you, the people who's there to see you, the people who take time out, didn't go to the bar to buy a drink when you're performing, the people who stop and stand up and watch you and cheer for you, don't, did not come to see you have an off night. You understand me? So you cannot sign up there and go, I don't feel good, so I'm just going to give you a little half and half performance. No. You know? That is so no true. No matter what you're going through, even if the security out at the front, bust up your face before you come in at the show because they never know who you was. You know what I mean? Until you can't come in with barefooted or whatever. You know, I'm coming to perform for the people barefooted and the security body up on the door. You cannot take that vibe on stage with you because the people didn't pay to hear you complain about nothing that just happened to you in your life. You know, so that is my motivation. When I come to perform, my focus is on the people. Make sure you enjoy the $10 where you pay come in. Make sure so you don't regret paying $20 come see me. You know what I mean? I'm going to make sure so I give you a good show. So if the if the sound system not working, I'm still performing. You know, I just learn how to handle things when it's not working right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean? The most thing, things that remotely show is that, you know, some artists, not all of them, you know, some of the mm-hmm. think they're too big for the fans, but the show, when it, when it was on the same show as you, I mean, you were not, you were just down to earth, you were cool, you were talking to everybody, everything was like, cool. You know, it seemed like you know you knew everybody. Right. My virgin, let me tell you this. I don't know and I don't care about any artist who think him too big for the fans. Because it's obvious that these artists, that said artists don't realize that is the fans, is the supporters, whatever you want to call them. They're the ones who's making sure that you're getting a paycheck for that night. Those are the fans that are making sure you can pay your mortgage, you can pay your car note. Those are the fans that's taking care of your kids financially, unless you have some other side hustle, right? You have to remember the fans make you and the fans will break you. You know, so if a guy don't want to remember or know that, that's his problem, not mine. You know, because I will forever be grateful to my fans because I remember this in a bridge. Career only lasts for a minute. When you have an artist with a longevity career, you know, I was just downstairs listening to a bridge named Leroy Sibyls. 72 years old and the man just put out a brand new record you understand me and i bust the place hard 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 with it so trust me those are careers bridging that is longevity careers not just a smash in the wall not just a smash career we're talking about you know hit record hit artists not smash hits you know so if a guy don't want to remember that the fans make him and remember that the fans will break him. That's it. I, I don't even know how to advise him, Bridget, because he cannot be advised. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He cannot be advised, Bridget, because put it this way, plain and simple. You're, you're, you're looking at and you're watching and you listen to an idiot. You know? Because the fans is who make this and the fans is who will break this, Bridget. So let's not hope, let's hope the fans don't even think about you know, breaking your career, Bridget. Well, for us, work towards. You got the same people who love you today, you know. Them don't have to wait until tomorrow to start disliking you, you know, or even hating you. you know? 
<laughs> you know, and that, that's something a lot of artists don't figure out yet, but they will, they will figure it out. Just, just hope is not, hope is, is later than sooner. <laughs> um, I, I, got a, I got an interesting question from a chat group. Yeah. One of your fans wants to know if you ever worked with um, Willow Wilson or Palm Hall or Marcia Griffith. I have worked with Willow Wilson. I have worked, as a matter of fact, I did a project for him in New York not too long ago. I have worked with Marcia Griffiths in the studio. I have worked with Marcia Griffiths on stage doing a duet, singing together with Marcia Griffiths. I have worked with with Pam All only in the studio, you know, doing, you know, regular vocals and blah, blah, doublet and all that stuff. Yes, I've worked with all three of those people. If I told you, that you have a large number of fans in Barbados, would you believe me? A very large number of them. And you and you know how funny it is? I have passed through Barbados probably about a hundred times and I have never worked in Barbados. That's the weirdest thing to I Yes, I believe you. And I know that a lot of my fans are in, a lot of fan, big fan bases in Barbados. But I've passed through Barbados so many times have one opportunity to work in Barbados and it fall through wasn't any fault of mine I think it was fault of of, um, the management people that I used to use back in the day it was a long time ago you know but truth is it's one country I would love to come put it this way I have a sister in Barbados brethren (laughs) a sister in Barbados I have a sister who lives in Barbados brethren big up vibe big up my sister vibe (laughs) so I so we'll consider one of us. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Barbados is one country that I've, out of all the Caribbean countries, I just did uh, Anguilla. I just did Anguilla probably two, right before, about two, three months right before the, the, the pandemic thing, you know? Yeah, man. Right before that hurricane in, um, in, in, in Anguilla or something like that. Right before, it's Anguilla, yeah, that, that, that country, you know what I mean? But Barbados is one country that I'd love to, to, to perform in Bertrand. But trust me, as, as the minute the minute all of this clear up, I might just put on my own show in Barbados. <laughs> I, I'm going to say, after, after a little bit, I'm going to send the promoter's number. I have his number. All right, my Bertrand, one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, for real, man. I would love to perform in Barbados, man. Well, what is the biggest? Love to perform in Barbados. What is the biggest misconception that people have about Ed Robinson? Ah, I've, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what kind of misconception they have about me. I'm not even too sure about that because, to be honest with you. People will say things when when people don't know you. They'll say things, you know. You know when people know you. Sometimes, sometimes you know you and one person don't get along, and they'll put out things about you that that um that's not true or not not fair to you. But I don't know if there's any misconception out there about me that I know of. To be honest with you, you know. Maybe, maybe I don't answer my phone. <laughs> maybe that, and, and that would be true. So it would be a misconception. <laughs> it would be a misconception. It would be a truth. You know, I don't, I don't really answer phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> to be honest. 
<laughs> so Ed Robinson, you, you did so much for the music. You have put in yes, so sir. much time in the industry. I mean, over over two hundred songs in your catalog, over ten albums. I'm gonna ask. I mean, I the, question, the question. The question. Way is, more than that, but yeah. wow. I think it's way more than that. I think it's way more than that. You know, but I mean, I've been working for a long time, Virgin. I've been in this business for a long, 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 long time. You know, most of these are, most of the artists that most of the young youths them hear about these days are, are even people in my age group hear about. I was there before them. I was making hit records way before them, you know, but you know how the business is. At one stage of the business, I start, I start doing production way more than I was singing, you know? Because I start working with a whole lot of different people. I, I, I went over into R&B, I went over into hip-hop, I went over into you know, the only genre, put it this way, Bridget, the only genre I never really dabbled in. I probably do one or two songs that really didn't, really didn't, you know, get too popular, you know, was is the only genre is soca. You know, I never, I never had the opportunity of working with, you know, any any anybody soccer. But I used to play soccer back in the days when it was like calypso and all of that stuff. You know, before it even before it was even named soccer, I was working, you know, with 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 you know with that genre. But I never really get involved with soccer. Never had the opportunity or, or given the opportunity to work with that with that genre. You know, that's it. There's another genre that is, is gaining traction out Afro beats. Any chance to hear Ed Robinson on one of the rhythms? Yeah, um, as a matter of fact, I'm working on an Afro beat style um, right now in the studio downstairs. I'm, I'm in the studio working on an Afro beat style for a group out of LA, out of California. I don't want to, I don't know if I can call their name right now or I'll put them out there right now. You know, but I work for, I'm working on an Afrobeat right now as we speak, Bridget. You know, I've been doing a bunch of stuff, but my thing is, Bridget, I don't like to name drop. It's something that I hate when people do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm, um, when, when I'm doing an interview, I don't name drop, you know, because it sound like, it sound phony sometimes, like you're trying to, you know, use that for mileage. You know, even though it's not, but... I don't like to hear when people do it like you just come on, you know, radio or TV and start dropping in. Oh, I work with Jesus, I work with Lucifer, I work with that. <laughs> I don't like to hear it. You know, so I don't do it. You know, it's, it's one of them things. If you see the credits in the streets or you know that I work with this one and, the, and that one, then that's fine. You know, because if you, if you go back into my catalog, you see I do a lot of work with, you know, the Bojo Bantans and the Dennis Brown and, you know what I mean? And all of those people, the Anthony Red Rose, you know, I do a lot of work with them. But the truth is, when it comes to certain things, I don't like it. I don't like to do it, to be honest with you. Well, my next question is a very strange question in that you have done so much, you're still going. My next question would have been, what's next for Ed Robinson? Because <laughs> you've probably done it all already. <laughs> I don't know. Um, put it this way. Um... Inside the, mu- inside the music, inside of the music business, I'm doing the same thing that I was doing, you know, umpteen years ago. Outside of the music business, I probably, I probably would love to, you know, to invest in a, what is known as a, as a, as a, as a, as a TV station. I probably would love to, 
invest in one of those kind of, you know, there was that, that kind of CNN or the ABCs and all of that. You know, you know the major league media houses. You know, probably that's one of my next moves to really, that's why I'm like going into radio. We, we heavily involved with radio right now, you know, and we, 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 we dabbling in TV, but I don't think I have the staff or we have the staff to go 100% into TV right now. But that is my biggest aim, my next aim in life, is to go fully into, you know, a, a reggae global TV. Even though we have it, but it's not, it's not running the way it should be run right now. It's not up and kicking the way it should be kicked, you know, because we don't have the staff here to do it. But we're still doing it through the radio station. You know what I mean? Because, you know, reggae global radio is my, my, my next venture that, I, you know, we involved with. You know, and that's that's what we're doing right now. The the, the whole um, what you call it now, the whole pandemic time from from pandemic start, little before the pandemic start until now. That's what we've been doing, and still staying on top of the scene, still pushing other people's music, still pushing the new music and all this stuff. You know what I mean? As a matter of fact, we're uh, we're uh, we're a big listen. We have a big listenership in Barbados. To be honest with you, you know. And we, we play we play a lot of the Barbados artists them, you know, on the station and everything. But truth be told, the my next venture, my next big venture, you know, is to really bring that reggae global TV up to the level, you know, of a major T V station out of America. You know what I mean? That would be my, my next venture, brethren. Hmm. I have one more question. <laughs> shoot, shoot, shoot. The, the pandemic has affected us all in some way some negative yes, sir. and some positive um, yes, some, sir. some artists I've interviewed it gives them a chance to uh, some reflection, some do some writing some tie okay. up some loose, is, some loose ends in business right. how has the pandemic affected Ed Robinson and his entire crew in some good ways and in some um, bad ways it, it affected Right before the pandemic started, I was supposed to be embarking on a major tour. You know, um, don't want to give it away right now, but I was I was supposed to be on a, a good three to four months tour. And that kind of fall through. I mean, as far as financial situation is concerned, yes, it affects that big time. Right before the pandemic started, I was supposed I just signed a deal with... Um, um, hip-hop blue label uh, um, a, a affiliate of sony records just sign a record deal with them for three years and album ready get just drop the first single and all of that fall through you know not the deal fall through but all of that work fall through and because of the whole pandemic thing you know everything was put on hold because of the whole pandemic thing but the great thing about the pandemic is it gives me more time to get involved with my whole radio program, to get to get the, 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 the reggae global TV up and running. The radio station been doing great across the world, Bridget. You know, so the, the, the pandemic, like everything in, in life, Bridget, have its good things, some great things, and it have some bad things and some really ridiculous things, you know, so... It's all up to you as an individual how you handle it. You know, you stay ducking and dodging and make sure so you don't get sick, you know. And 
if it happens, then you take care of yourself and see if you can nurse yourself back to back to thing. I was a big up, big respect to all the people them, who go through it and experience it and come out of it. I always say condolences to the people them, who lost family members and you know and friends and bridging from it. I lose a lot of bridging from it, bridging, you know, and there's not much we can do and you know about it. But the truth is, it it actually helped a lot of people to even get closer to, you know, things where they want to, that they have wanted to do for quite some time. You know what I mean? It, it, it gives you more time because no, we're not touring. No, we're not traveling so heavy no more. You know? So it gives you time to, for really get settled down and start doing some things that you really did, wanted to do, but couldn't find, couldn't create the time or allot the time to it. You know, so it, 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 it creates some really good things for me personally. And it kind of hinder me. It don't create no bad times, I'll be honest with you. But it hinder me from doing some things that was planned. But I guess them say, man, plan and God wipe out. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's, it's been great, Bridget, because put it this way. It's no different from we coming from where we come from. If we're, we're where I come from in Spanish town in Jamaica and live in Montego Bay, if you hand me a bunch of lime, if you if, if my life at that time just threw me a bunch of lime, I'm gonna make lemonade with it, Bridget. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna sit around and go like, oh God, everything's sour. You know what I mean? No. I'm going to make lemonade with it. All I have to do is just find somebody and rob them off for some sugar. You know what I mean? That's a good <laughs> you know, experience. Yeah, man. I'm just make some lemonade, Bridget. I'm not going to sit around here and die from hunger and thirst. You know? I'm going to probably eat some of the lime and drink some of it. You know what I'm saying? And stay alive. And stay, stay strong enough to for, 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 for face another day. You know? Live to see another day, Bridget. You know? You're not going to lay down and roll over and die. And you didn't catch this, this, this virus. You know what I mean? You know, so the pandemic been a great motivator and it's been a great, you know, mess up of things. It mess up a lot of things, you know, and it, and it hurt a lot of people. I know people who really, really, really get hurt from it, you know, but I know people who it's been great for, Virgin, in terms of progress and finance and all the good things, you know what I'm saying? It's up to you, Virgin. It's up to you. Now, when, we, when all of this is over... And we get back to that new normal that everybody's talking about. You know, is what you achieve from it is how we going how people gonna judge you. You know, if you just sit it out and worry about it and everything, then you know consider yourself a loser, Bridget. Mm-hmm. You know, Ed Robinson. Yeah, I want to thank you for passing to Island Links. I think um, was it the first person in Barbados to interview you? Yes. Right. Good. I want, yes, to, first I want to thank you for that. Um, I want you, I, I look at your bio. It says Ed Robinson is a musical veteran and icon. There's a word missing from there. <laughs> Tell your management they have to put the word. The music, this, huh? They have to put the word classic as well. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, my virgin. I mean, you know, I don't. I don't know what the word classic means because classic. Sometimes You're classic. Classic. Oh, okay. Well, sometimes the word classic can mean old, you know. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes 
Damn it, y'all mean all the virgin, but I mean, you know, what a fun and joke. Yeah, we know, we know all the classic things stay. But I really don't consider myself anything special as far as it, as far as my ability to play music and what I've done, my experience. I don't consider it anything special, virgin. I'm just doing what I love to do and what I enjoy doing. You know what I mean? It's not. I wouldn't sit around and go like, all right, I'm one of the greatest, or I'm, I'm the greatest, or no, I consider myself a legend. I just survived this business that a lot of people didn't. You know, I just survived an industry that a lot of people didn't because I'm pretty sure in your lifetime as a, as a DJ, you have seen some great ones come and they just disappear. And guess what? They're still alive. It's not like they're, they're Bob Marley and Dennis Brown who pass on, you know. They're still alive. They, they, they just came and just make a dangerous impact and just blew up the place and then them gone. You know, you know, here, but them still alive. Them still around and even some of them not making music. Some of them, the business just twist up them arm and run them away. And some of them is still here making music and not, but they're not making any impact. You know what I'm saying? So not all of us is, is uh, what you call it now, is fortunate to survive to survive this business called music you know not not all of us is, is fortunate enough to survive this music because people don't understand that this business called music is not the most luxurious it can be a luxurious life but it's not the most luxurious business in the world you know this this business and your music it will drain your soul it will drain Everything that you you thought of, Bridget. Because some a lot of times, remember now, there's no there's no institution that teaches us how to bob and weave in a room full of vulture. You understand me? You just have to bring your street experience to it. You just have to bring, you know, just just observe. When you're in the room, just observe. You know, and just know that at any minute now someone or somebody can cut you down or build you up you know so you have to depend on your emotion you have to depend on your feelings you have to depend on what they call like your your intuition you know because there's no institution like i said virgin for us as musicians or even young musicians to 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 sit there and depend on somebody going to teach you like all them teach you to manipulate and and, and control wall street they, they can teach you how to do all of that. Nobody can teach you how to deal with this music industry. You know, nobody can teach you that. You just have to know how to deal with it, and that's how you're going to survive it. You know, because trust me, you will survive it. Anybody can survive it. You just have to figure it out. We got one minute. Anybody you want to shout out before you go? Yeah, man, I have to shout out my crew. I have to shout out my management crew. You know what I'm saying? I have to shout out my team. You know, reggae global entertainment team. I have to shout them out. We have to say big up everybody, including you know, my team. And the head of the team right now, we say Miss Joanna Marie, big up, big up, big up yourself. You know what I mean? Want to shout out all of my crew around there. Kevin Marlon, you know, Melissa, you know what I mean? Richie Grant, all of my crew. Everybody in my crew right now. Every last one. SDS, the group. You know, the, my backing group who back me, and that, they're also a group on, the, on their own. Big respect to everybody in my crew. You know what I'm saying? I want to thank Joanna Marie for giving me the opportunity yes, to interview you. Big a, big a big shout out going to her. 
She was yes, very sir. professional. And like you said, I'm the first person in Barbados to have an event at Robinson. That's good for our station. I want to it thank does. you for that as well. And I want you to keep up the good work. Pass on what you can thank pass you. on to who willing to listen. <laughs> with over 200 sons of catalog or more <laughs> and over 30 years of experience you still have a lot to offer well, give thanks give thanks enjoy the rest of your night and have a good day tomorrow and keep up the good work thank you so much my brethren thank you so much for having me seeing and big respect to my country name Barbados I have a sister down there Miss Viola Robinson big up yourself <laughs> <laughs> Big up yourself, bye bye. Violet Robinson, big up yourself.